so nice today how about you i'm feeling about the same just really happy to be here right now just happy to be back sitting here with you in person to talk about some cool things and i think i think we've got a couple really good things to talk about today so uh, i'm just i think we just need to get started and just throw that plaque right back on and get rolling what do you say? I'm I'm so excited to put my plaque back on right now. Yes. That is so good. Well, anyway, so last time we left off in the MTC with bathroom symphonies. Uh-huh. And I guess we don't really need to go into that any in any more detail. I think we covered that one pretty good. Yeah. Good memories. But as I think back to the MTC, one of the one of the most prominent memories that sticks out in my head is going to the zoo. Yes. That so he, here's here's what happened. So every three weeks, missionary a group of missionaries would leave, and a new group of missionaries was would come in. But there's also another group that would stay there mm-hmm. because you would stay for a six week period. Yeah. So. Every three weeks, though, they cleaned the entire building, which means all the missionaries had to get out. So the one group left to, you know, their mission field, and then the next, the group of missionaries that was staying would have to leave the building so that they could clean inside. So what do you do with a big group of missionaries? Take them to the zoo. Oh, yes. So that's what we did. We went to the zoo. Taylor, I'm going to have to ask you, what what memories do you have of that experience going to the zoo? I am so glad you asked me that question. So, I just want everyone to picture themselves trapped in a jail for three weeks with no escape. That's kind of how I felt. Just because, like we've mentioned, the Guatemala MTC is just one room. Honestly, it's a big room, but is it that big? No. No. And so I just was so excited to hear those rumors that we were going to get to go to the zoo. And there was talk of a Wendy's excursion. And so I was so pleased, mostly because in the MTC, there were no soft drinks whatsoever. They just had like these lime drinks, which were dang good. They were but good. they they just they were not soft. They also had juices. Yeah. That if you were brave enough, you <laughs> try. Yes, I I was not brave enough for the juices or the cheese milk. Um, what? You don't know, dude. The milk there was just it tasted like liquid Swiss cheese. Did you not get that vibe I, I from never, it? I never. Well, I didn't try the milk, to be honest. With okay. You. I well, just steered clear. You were wiser than I. I just when I would see the cereal in the morning, I just can't pass up on some. What was it called? Choco Kong. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> Spanish fruity, or I mean, uh, Spanish <clears throat> cocoa pebbles. Oh and yeah. You already know. I had some bowls of that, but it tasted kind of like cheese just because the milk was cheesy how odd but that's beside the point (laughs) um (laughs) so we uh we were told we were gonna go to the good old zoo and i remember hopping on a bus and our mission president has on this bizarre hat like he's from france or something what would you say the name of that hat is well it was like a weird combination between like a golfing hat that old people would wear uh-huh. and a beret. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like a Frenchman cap who was on the green for, yeah. for a little, for a little putt-putt. Putt-putt. Um, 
And so... Yeah, it was bizarre. Yeah, it really was. And we get on this bus, and this man has a microphone (laughs) in his hand. And he's like, he's taking us on a tour of Guatemala City. And he's like showing us all these things. He's like, and over here, you'll see a Walmart. And everybody on the, you can just hear an audible like, whoa. (laughs) (laughs) Just because we've all been trapped in this one room for eons. And so I just loved how that felt like just like a Disneyland train tour or something. He looks like he could have been like from Disneyland. He did. He looked like a character from like, like Mary Poppins. Hat. Yeah, with that hat on. Yeah. <laughs> he could have been a chimney sweep, dude. Um, and so I I honestly don't have a lot of memories of the drive up there. I just remember like looking around and being in awe of seeing something that was not the walls of the MTC around me. And so we get to the zoo and these are like nearly a hundred probably like 80 white young men in ties and we all get off of that bus and (laughs) there's just a big group of kids and i remember walking past them and this this group of kids are all just like staring at all of these boys in ties and they're speaking English and obviously they don't don't speak English so that was probably really weird for them to see all these people talking in English and wearing ties and <laughs> I remember them saying like oh those are tall people and and they said stuff like what are those and like obviously I don't even know how to speak Spanish at this point so I could have misinterpreted what they're saying but this lady was like, on your left. She like literally, it sounded like she was like giving them a tour to the little kids. She's like, because they're at a zoo. And so she's like, on your right, you will see the giraffes. <laughs> and on your left, members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. <laughs> no way. <laughs> yeah. And so these kids are like, wow, giraffes. Wow, Mormons. <laughs> <laughs> It was like we were part of the zoo exhibit, man. And so that's like, I think we were. We were part of the experience. Yeah. And they honestly, paid extra for that. I think that they did. I think that they coordinated it to be with us. So I honestly, I just remember looking at all the animals, but that's probably, that was the greatest part of that day is when I felt like I was a zoo creature. Yeah, this this is, was just... You know, one in a million experience. Uh-huh. And this is kind of like the first like experience being out of the MTC where you're like a missionary. Now you feel like you've kind of learned some doctrine uh-huh. and some Spanish. And so now you're supposed to like apply that. You're but like, did we learn anything? No. No. That's the thing. <laughs> you, you felt like you were supposed to like have learned something. Uh-huh. But really, you hadn't, so you didn't know anything. But you mm-hmm. still felt like you had to have had gained something from being in this prison <laughs> for three weeks just sitting in a classroom. Yeah. So, this is like the first time where you kind of like feel like, oh, should I like talk to this person about the gospel? <laughs> <laughs> and so, everybody there is like walking around and with every passing person, you I feel bad for the people that were there this day because they would be standing on the sidewalk and all of a sudden this file, this line of missionaries walks by and every single one of them says two things to the same person. Hola. Como esta? <laughs> yeah. And, and... Everybody was saying just that because that's the only Spanish anybody knew uh-huh. at that point. Yeah. And so I was I, I was doing the same thing, you know. I was like a missionary. I was supposed to be talking to people. That's mm-hmm. the only way that I knew how to communicate in yeah. this language. And so I would say, hola, como esta? And this person would just like look at me. <laughs> <laughs> they wouldn't say anything. Like 
I was expecting like, oh, like yeah, I'm good. Like, oh, good. How are you? But like, nothing. <laughs> and I thought that was so strange for a second, but then I realized why it was happening. Mm-hmm. It's because they just heard that fifty times. Uh-huh. <laughs> they may have given a response like the first ten times. Yeah. But then just kind of stopped. <laughs> and oh, no. and then I also remember that everybody was so enthralled by the zoo creatures. Yeah. Because, like, this is, like, the first exciting thing we've seen in three weeks. Uh-huh. And so, you know what everybody was doing. Everybody had their camera at the ready. <laughs> yeah. And everybody was getting a picture of every single animal. Yeah. Yeah. Because you, I mean, me personally, at least... You had it in the back of your head like, oh, someday I'm going to I'm gonna want this picture. I'm going to need this picture. <laughs> it's going to help me remember how great of an experience this is. Yeah. And every time I look back at those pictures, I think, that's a giraffe. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually, it's funny you say that because I actually remember looking at my camera like on the P days where I was like bored. And I was like looking at the zoo pictures like, whoa, look at that. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Yeah. Oh, so so it did serve somewhat of a purpose to you. Yeah. Oh, uh-huh. okay. <laughs> That's good because it, my pictures haven't served any purpose for me. Uh huh. I never had like an incredibly boring P day where I just had to sit and look at camera po- photos. You, you are a lucky man. I man. consider myself lucky. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So. Yeah, I mean, and that was that was just like an awesome zoo experience. Probably the most fun I've ever had at a zoo, at any zoo. Mhm. But that awesome day didn't just stop being awesome there. <laughs> it was like this day, okay, so if I was to draw like a graph uh-huh. of awesomeness <laughs> and time, yeah. Like it would be an exponential graph uh-huh like at first it was like oh yeah we're cool like this is like this is cool like around the bus and then the zoo it just starts ramping up <laughs> and it, it just continued to ramp up as the day wore on because after the zoo we went to wendy's we did go to wendy's we went to wendy's and <clears throat> this was like the crowning most excellent experience of the MTC. It it was awesome. And so I just remember everybody's so psyched. We're going to Wendy's. Mm-hmm. Now keep in mind we've been in the MTC for three weeks and we've been having the same food, which is not usual normal food to us, and it's been all we've been eating for three weeks. So yeah. we're getting some some comfort food, I guess you could say here. You could say that. And so there's just this line at the door of missionaries, mm-hmm. and we're all ready to get some food. Yeah. Get some grub. <laughs> and so um, everybody starts ordering, and I mean, I have never seen anything quite like that before. <laughs> I've never seen an ordering exp- anything even remotely similar to this experience. People went berserk mm-hmm. yeah i i like the best part about that was like um for some reason i feel like we were one of the last people to get in there yeah okay weren't we to get, we were together like we were definitely together and we were like the last ones in line yeah yeah so we saw everything and like we could see the looks on these employees faces <laughs> They were, like, trying to understand these gringos' orders. And actually, there was one kid who was in the MTC with us who was, like, obviously of Mexican heritage, right? And so, he's, like, up there. And I remember somebody who I don't think knew him very well was, like, bro, can you help me order? Like, how do I say this? And he, like, looked at me and was, like, dude... 
I'm from California. <laughs> I don't speak Spanish. <laughs> and so we were all just like at the mercy of the combo numbers. Because <laughs> that's all we could really say. Like, I'll have a tres, please. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. And I mean, even even more like whack or mm-hmm. crazy than that was the amount of food that was being ordered. Uh-huh. Like, nobody had come to this restaurant to hold back. No one. There was no holding back. Yeah. And so people were, like, ordering, like, like you said, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll have the tres and the cinco <laughs> and the siete. <laughs> they would order, like, three combo meals. Yeah. And, and I would, I, and I started noticing a pattern that, so since we were at the back of the line, we would see the people like walk out with their food. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that as more people walk out, the larger the orders got. Yeah. Because the missionary behind them would say, oh, well, that's not enough food. I'm like feeling it. Like, <laughs> and they would get hungry as they would see more food yeah. pass by. So they would order more mm-hmm. food. Right. Until like the end of the line when the biggest, the biggest, hunkiest kid gets up to the register and orders, like, one of everything on the menu. He did do that. And it was just so wild. Yeah. I The first people who were ordering, they had, like, they had a decent chunk of food. And then I get up there, and really the only thing that I want is just a cheeseburger and a chocolate frosty. Just because I needed that to happen. And I was seeing kids going back and literally the only thing on their trays were like four Frosties and fries. And I was like, oh man, that's a lot of Frosty that's being ordered. And this is like pretty early in the day. It's like 1 p.m. So Wendy's hasn't even been open for that long. And so I'm like, oh, it's no worries. I'm definitely going to get a chocolate Frosty. I get up there. There's one kid in front of me. And he orders a chocolate frosty, so I'm like, "Oh, I'm I'm good, man." And I order one, and they're like, "Yeah, there's no more chocolate frosty. Oh no, we only have vanilla." Oh no! And so I'm like, "Well, I guess I'll have three. <laughs> <laughs> and like, like you said, the food was getting like the sum of food was becoming greater and greater as more people went up there, and let's just say that. I had two trays of food just full of everything. I had some nuggets, <laughs> some baconators, some fries, three Frosties. For some reason, they gave me two drinks. I think I accidentally ordered three combos. <laughs> and, like, I was just like, Oh, Whatever. dude, that's for real. That, like, happened. Like, yeah. People would just, like, want to order, like, just a cheeseburger, but little did they know they were ordering the combo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I had all these drinks, and I'm like, bro, like, I guess I just fill them up. <laughs> I guess I paid some hardcore quetzales for this. I, yeah. I'm not about to waste it. And I get down to the... I, I also ordered, on top of that, I ordered, like, the loaded fries or whatever. Oh, yeah. The Baconator fries from Wendy's. And I just start, like, going to town on this food, dude. And you... How many boxes of fries did okay. you order? So, yeah. So, when I got here, like, the only thing I had in my mind were French fries. <laughs> I love French fries. Uh-huh. And I just saw people, like, taking trays of, like, three burgers and one fry. And I was like, that is the wrong ratio of burger to fry. <laughs> I was like, I need French fries. Uh-huh. And so, I get up there. And I was like, all right, I just need, I need a burger. That's like for sure. So I got a Baconator. Uh-huh. And then I was like, I need some fries. And one is not going to do it. <laughs> Two large fries. That's not going to do it either. <laughs> it's got to be three large fries. <laughs> one Baconator, three large fries, a Frosty, and a large drink. Uh-huh. So that was my order. Because like you said, we were at the back of the line and this and some was just going up because people were coming back for seconds because the first wasn't enough so i was like 
I'm not coming back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get this right in the first with the first try. Uh-huh. So, yeah, one baconator, three fries. I I just I love thinking back on that memory, and we were actually, I was sitting on the farthest booth. And I remember it because, like, the TVs were everywhere and there was, like, a soccer game. And I was like, am I a sinner that I can see that? And, um, <laughs> and so... Uh, yes, Elder. I, <laughs> yeah. I, I remember I could see every single table full of missionaries. And all of them, like, you couldn't see table. It was just all food. Yeah. And they were just, like, going to town. And, like, they were, like, quitting and they still had, like, so much food yeah and the people at wendy's i like look back over at them and they're all like wiping the sweat off their faces like trying to take a breather trying to recover from that ordeal yeah dude i can't imagine because there were literally like 80 young men and they all ordered like three people's worth of food yep and so do the math 80 times three and on top of that they were speaking a different language <laughs> all 80 of them yeah so i i look back so fondly on that memory of wendy's but i just feel so poor about the workers and honestly about eating so much food because the bus ride home was horrid yeah okay but it wasn't just the bus ride i remember getting back to the mtc and just feeling like the worst pit in my stomach (laughs) all of those french fries had they had entered my body (laughs) when they're in my stomach they combined into one large potato massive potato and that just wasn't that just didn't feel right in my stomach yeah yeah, I think it's safe to say that after the Wendy's trip, it was like unto the night of the fish. Of the fish. <laughs> when everybody was in the bathroom at once. Yeah, and, and so that was just such an awesome day. Mm-hmm. But the next day was almost just as cool. <laughs> <laughs> because the next day, we leapt from being the youngest missionaries in the mtc to the oldest Uh because the next day the new group of missionaries entered the mtc right so if you remember back to our last podcast we talked about how we got to the mtc and we just like we had no idea what was going on Mm -hmm. so i don't know about you but for me i was like okay this i'm gonna like actually help some missionaries like (laughs) unlike what was done to me yeah i am going to help these missionaries and they're gonna feel good Mm -hmm. and so I remember we're waiting outside and we see that big bus yeah. roll up. Uh-huh. And the missionaries start pulling up, rolling off. And I like and they start calling them off so we're like, "Okay, let's like grab some suitcases. Let's go up these stairs. Come on." And we get to the room and it's like, "Well, elders, <laughs> good luck." <laughs> like all of that great advice that I wanted to give them. It just wasn't there because I realized in that moment that even though I'd been there for three weeks, I still had no idea what was going on. <laughs> yeah, I totally was given a flashback. Like I saw those poor kids in suits coming out on that 90 degree weather with 100% humidity or whatever. And there's like a bunch of the, the counselors in the mission presidencies out there like talking Spanish to them. And those dudes who don't even look like they work for the church are just throwing their suitcases all <laughs> over the place. And they're just like, what? <laughs> and so I'm thinking, man, wouldn't it be so cool to just like take one of these young lads under my wing? And then like I have helping them with their suitcases or whatever. And we get up there and like you said, I'm just thinking like, yeah, I guess you can uh, if you want. Put on a short sleeve shirt. You're never going to wear that long sleeved one. And uh, I don't know. Put your plaque on, I guess. And uh, yeah. And uh, yeah. that's uh, that's it. And in that moment, I thought I was going to like shed some serious knowledge on this man. And he just looked at me with this look like, what has happened to me? And I just gave it right back to him like dude i don't know man (laughs) i'm like i'm only 
have an advantage of three weeks on you. So we're basically in the same boat. But it's so weird how like I would look at the dudes who had been there for three weeks before us. And I looked at them and they looked like they were like in their 30s. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, these dudes know. Yeah. These dudes know. Well, and it looked like they'd been like studying Spanish for weeks on end. Years. Years. Yeah. They, yeah, it, 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 that was a strange experience. Mm-hmm. And they just felt like they were so much older than you were. Yeah. But then you get in their position and you realize, wow, those guys didn't know anything. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And um, that just, that just like <laughs> brings back so many memories of how in the actual MTC, like, I don't want to make it sound bad because we were in there like studying hard and trying our best to learn. But like, I feel like when you're just getting constant nonstop information and most of it is a different language that you don't understand. I feel like it almost has like a reversal effect on you. Yes. It's like you start unlearning things. <laughs> and so I almost, in a way I felt like I was just, on my first day as well. It kind of gave me flashbacks. I felt like I hadn't even been there at all. And so that kind of leads me to believe that the things that we would discuss in the actual MTC were like seldom of great importance or value. (laughs) Just because... I would agree with that. we, We always were just constantly getting like taking a fire hose to the face of information like about doctrine but mostly just spanish yeah you know spanish. they were just trying to teach us how to not die our first few weeks or months in the different country and so we would just talk about things like the way that the paintings looked and there's one particular painting of nephi and his family embarking to the great Americas, crossing the waters on that ship that they built. And I'm not sure why, but the depiction of them that the artist gave them is, as Nephi would say, exceedingly strong. And yes. so they all were... A of great statue. Yeah. And so um, there was one painting, and it was right by a room. And I remember every single day, we would walk by that painting... And one kid would get so mad that the painter would have the audacity to give Lehigh those size of biceps. Uh, He would say stuff like, dude, there's no way that Lehigh would be that strong, dude. He's like a hundred years old. You have to be taking creatine every day to look like that, man. You have to be isolating your muscles. How can you guys even think that that's what he looked like? And we're just like, what? But just because of the state our minds were in, we like, we had to argue with him. Like, bro, this is inspired art, man. What are you talking about? How do you know that Lehigh wasn't that jacked, bro? He just built a ship. Have you ever built a ship? <laughs> and it just like turned into this literally six week long argument. The whole duration of the MTC, every time we would pass by a painting, where the Nephites or whatever were like super strong, we would just be fighting about whether or not they could possibly be of that size or not. Yeah, I I remember this. I was <clears throat> I wasn't in your district, so I like wasn't in like on every single conversation, right? But I remember I remember we'd be like eating. I would eat with my district, and then after I was done eating, I would just you know kind of mosey my way over and talk to you guys and i remember one time when i did that there's just it it was heated like people were getting upset mm-hmm. and i was like what what's going on <laughs> and i hear this chatter of lehigh and his biceps and <laughs> about muscle bodybuilding stuff. <laughs> and I, like, sat down for five minutes and kind of, like, tried to wrap my mind around what was happening. <laughs> and I ended up just leaving because I just didn't understand. <laughs> yes. Um, I'm so glad that you were a part of that. Um, because, like, the things we would argue about 
were just so absurd. And just another brief example is when general conference rolled around, there was some heated speculation. Holy smokes. I've never seen speculation (laughs) like that before. Yeah. It was like conspiracy theories like I'd never seen in my life. Yes, yes. And the reason was is because this was the most exciting thing because General Conference was towards the end of our stay. So Uh we'd been in this place for like five weeks. So this was the most exciting thing that was ever going to happen to us in this building. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) <laughs> and so we had to make this as exciting as we possibly could mm-hmm. and so how do you hype up general conference you talk about the conspiracy theories right yeah and there were people who were like claiming that they had heard um from a reliable source yeah <laughs> that like all these crazy things would happen like one kid and I know that they did end up doing something similar to this, but at the time it sounded so stupid that I like just wanted to hit him. <laughs> he would like, it's the, this is like, uh, he would come up to us and be like, out of nowhere, he would just bring up general conference and be like, dude, I know that they're going to make it a rule that you can call home on father's day, bro. I know they're going to do that, dude. <laughs> and we'd just be like, what dude, that's the most, ridiculous thing i've ever heard in my life bro that is so absurd (laughs) yeah and and that same kid would also say like bro i know that they're gonna change the age for girls to go on the mission to 18 and they're also gonna make them serve two-year missions bro i just i know that that's gonna happen (laughs) like and we're just like dude like (laughs) who cares and and there would be other kids that would say, oh, bro, you come look at this email from my dad. My dad, he's a seminary teacher. <laughs> and, it, and it was like a list of things that like could change. Bro, my dad's a seminary teacher. <laughs> he literally is employed by the church, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And so when General Conference actually ruled around, and there were no changes regarding the missionary work. Everybody was kind of like, yeah, I, I knew that wasn't going to change. Like, you guys are idiots for thinking that was going to change. That would be so absurd for that to change. <laughs> like, the church would never do that. <laughs> like, why on earth would the church even think about that? Yeah. It's unthinkable. <laughs> but the funny thing is, it would be the same kid who would, like, claim to know for a surety that they were going to change all of these whack things. Yeah. And so it was just so funny to see all of the different claims to divine knowledge and predictions about what was going to happen during general conference. And that just like goes to show like the like the things we did to entertain ourselves. Uh-huh. Like there are so few things to entertain ourselves we had to create. If you wanted to have fun and you know you had to create that. I think another good example of that is there is this one kid. This Mm -hmm. is an avid BYU football fan. Right. And from his emails, he knew that a big game was coming up on Saturday. Yes. This was BYU versus Wisconsin. And Wisconsin is like the number four team in the country at the time. Mm -hmm. And so this kid, he's he's pumped about this this game. And he's saying, BYU's going to win. They got to (laughs) win. And he's like, you know what? I'll go as far to say that if BYU wins, if they beat Wisconsin, I'll drink a gallon of milk. (laughs) (laughs) And everybody, they were jumping on top of that. (laughs) Everybody wanted to see this kid drink a gallon of milk. Yeah. So you know that everybody, like... You know that the reason that BYU won was so that this MTC could see this kid drink a gallon of milk. <laughs> it was divine intervention. It was. And you know that everybody, like, deep down in their heart was saying a prayer. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. BYU would win. Mm-hmm. And so, at dinner that night, Saturday night, we see the score on written on the whiteboard. Yeah. Probably by the mission, like, by the MTC president. The Frenchman. The French. the French tour guide. 
<laughs> golfer. Yeah. Putt-putt golfer. <laughs> and, and so we we see the score, and BYU had done it. Yeah. They had knocked off Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. And so immediately, like, speed that I have never seen in my life, plans started being devised of how this milk was going to get upstairs yeah. into the room for this kid to drink it. Uh-huh. And so everybody's like, so, and I've never seen such quick math been worked out because instantly the math was done for how many cartons of milk were needed to make a gallon. <laughs> and yeah. then we started devising plans. Well, he can't just drink all white milk. It, it, we're going to like say like every fifth one is going to be a chocolate, just to, <laughs> you know, just to spice it up just a little bit, give him a little yeah. bit of relief uh-huh. from the, from the Swiss cheese milk, the Swiss cheese milk. Right. And so, um, so we work out the plan after class ends. This guy is going to go down at this time, get this many milks. He's going to walk out. Then a cup, just a little bit later, next guy walks in, gets this certain amount of milks, you know, four, four whites, one chocolate. <laughs> yes. And the plan is devised and it's mm-hmm. happening tonight. Yeah. <laughs> and so we get all this milk up there. Mm-hmm. We of course everybody's got their cameras out taking pictures of all this milk with this kid sit, sitting in front of it like posing you know st- saying oh yeah I'm feeling good BYU just won I am definitely gonna get this gallon down uh-huh. and everybody deep down knows what's gonna happen yes. they're about ready to see some explosion <laughs> <laughs> yeah and so we think well if we're about to see an explosion we should be in the bathroom. Uh-huh. So, the entire floor enters yes. the bathroom. Right. And I think at this point I'm gonna have to pass off to you because I know you were in that bathroom. You know I was in. So I actually I didn't even get in on this action until I walked back to my room from class and I see a pyramid of milks <laughs> in your room, <laughs> and I'm like, what? <laughs> Why is there a pyramid of milks? And so I get filled in about the story you just described. And I think the only time in my life that I've been happy that BYU has won was that day. Yes, I would totally agree with that. (laughs) I've never cheered for BYU except for on that day. Uh Uh-huh. And so I'm like instantly in on this action. Like, okay, I've got to see this. And so like, I tell a few people about what's about to happen. They go around, they tell a few people. Before you know it, like within 20 seconds, every single missionary is in the bathroom. <laughs> just like you said, waiting with their cameras recording. And this kid's like doing some stretches, some calisthenics, some aerobics to like prepare his soul and body for what's about to happen to him. And I remember he just he just starts downing these milks like... He's, he's just going for it. And he, he, he gets to like number seven and he's still going strong. And, and by that time he's already had a few chocolates. And I think I, I remember he had to like go for a a few extra chocolates just because the the Swiss cheese milk was too much for him. (laughs) And he gets to milk number nine. And and like you said, I'm so happy you remember the number of milks because I don't. (laughs) I remember the number of milks well. And so, just like you said, we were in the bathroom. So, he's standing directly in front of an open bathroom stall. And there are people, like, hanging (laughs) on the stall with their cameras pointed at the toilet. And, like... Ready for what they know is coming. Yeah. And so, he gets to milk number nine. I think he had to drink, like, 17 or something. He didn't get very far. (laughs) He got to milk number nine. And then you can just see the look on his face. He's like... I have made a mistake. (laughs) I have signed up for something implausible. And that's when he just starts slowing down. He opens number 10. He does down the ninth. And he's like, he's having a hard time with number 10. (laughs) He's like, he's like looking around at the cameras. You can tell it's like in a movie where there's like the, the hearing is cut off. There's like ringing. 
<laughs> he's like it's like yeah. all blurry he's like looking around <laughs> you can like hear all the people like screaming like yeah but it's like muffled like yeah yeah <laughs> like muffled slow motion yeah uh-huh. <laughs> and he's like it like zooms in on his eyes and you can like hear his heartbeat or whatever <laughs> yeah <laughs> and that's when he sprints into the stall i've never seen someone cover three feet of ground in such an instant he was just in there i think he just teleported i think he did too and so at that moment the entire bathroom is dead silent (laughs) (laughs) not a sound is being made and then you just hear the splash (laughs) you hear the splash and the kids who are like hanging on the bathroom stall they're like yes and everybody when they hear the splash it just goes berserk oh yeah everybody loses their mind and they're like cheering his name <laughs> and i remember he comes out of the bathroom everybody's like shaking and like yes and there's like still like 12 milks <laughs> sitting on the counter <laughs> i don't know like how somebody didn't come up and see like what the heck was going on up there because we must have been waking up Dude, everybody because you know like yeah like you said all you had to hear was the splash and then immediately after just a roar just like i've never like i've been to utah football games where there's like the most amazing like touchdown has been scored and like uh-huh. the crowd just erupts this would be this is like comparable uh-huh. to that just like everybody goes nuts and like i'm pretty sure the building was like shaky <laughs> <laughs> yes you got 90 missionaries crammed into a bathroom uh-huh. and it's like on the corner so you know it has to have like some like structural like thing in the corner like right like there's like a beam in that corner and we're yeah. all just like there, just like screaming jumping like just like banging on the walls like <laughs> <laughs> yes you know that that whole building was just shaking right and i if i'm not mistaken it was like right next to a window that was adjacent to a clubhouse yes. and so there was like some crazy music bumping yeah. as well and yeah. like i'm sure that even the club could hear what oh, was going yeah. on in that empty and the club bathroom. was probably going this is boring why don't we go over there <laughs> yes yes and so i mean that's just a really good grasp of of what would happen in the mtc to entertain ourselves and and i think another important thing that would go down was the food challenges of the grotesque things that they would place in front of us. Yes. And one of the worst <coughs> things I've ever eaten in my life <laughs> was given to me in the Guatemala MTC on Independence Day. The Guatemala oh, Independence no Day. Way. Yes. And so they were hyping it up pretty hard. They were saying we are going to have some great activities and we were going to have a, a big feast. And it was good food. We had like some authentic guatemalan cuisine none of the lord's chips in the beans or whatever um and it was like it was really good i was loving it and so they bring out this dessert for every single missionary and it looks like a banana that has been filled with chocolate and so i'm like i'm getting excited about this i remember this well (laughs) yeah every single missionary is like oh that's gonna have to be tasty because it looks like a fried banana with chocolate. And I, like, it was kind of like going but to Wendy's. But also sprinkled in sugar. Yeah, it had sugar on it, too. Yeah. It was kind of like going to Wendy's and, like, seeing the Frosty machine. Yeah. I was like, oh, I'm, I'm going to, like, I'm going to be into this. And so everybody's kind of like. You, are you sure we can only get one? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Everybody's, like, looking at this banana. And I just pick that bad boy up. And I just chomp into it. And, like, I've got the whole thing down before I realize what is inside this fried banana. Oh, no. And to my dismay. Dismay. It was not a delicious melted chocolate within that banana, but refried beans. (laughs) And so it was literally a sugar-coated fried banana stuffed with beans. beans. And so everybody saw a wonderful food. Yes. Everyone saw the appalled look upon my face. <laughs> and they were like, "Well, I'm not eating a bean banana." <laughs> and so I don't know why this happened. But for some reason I agreed to eat 
every single Dude, bean banana. I remember that. <laughs> what did I look like? Like what? What expression did I have? Just downing those bean bananas. Well, I remember I wasn't sitting at the table like when this had happened. All uh-huh. I remember is I had got I had had the same reaction like so ready to chow down this chocolate banana. Yeah. <clears throat> I found out it's beans. Right. And I have to find a way to shove this down my throat. So I managed to shove it down my throat and I think, holy smokes. Oh, I need to go talk to Elder Olson about this experience. <laughs> right. So I go over and I find you after downing, just after like almost throwing up by eating one of these, I find like five on your plate. <laughs> and you're just munching them down. And, but I notice a slight discoloration in your face. <laughs> You have yes. gone to a, sh- a very pale shade of green. <laughs> and you have a, the look on your face like, well, I have to do this now. Yeah, I think the like, reason that, that I wanted to do it so bad is because this one kid had brought Mountain Dews. And like, there was one lunch where he had a cup, like an MTC cup, and I instantly knew, like, bro, is that Mountain Dew? And he was like, no. <laughs> and I was like, dude, give me one. I know you have more. And he's like, no no way, bro. So I was thinking of ways that I could just score one of his dues for a rainy day. And I think it was then that he said, bro, if you eat my banana, my bean banana, and, like, all of these bean bananas, I'll give you Mountain Dew. <laughs> and I was oh, just yes. like... That's going to have to be worth it. That's the best deal I've ever heard. <laughs> and it was. Let me tell you, that was the best thing I've ever done for, for a do. <laughs> because it really came in handy a little later in the field. But, yeah, that I think if there was any other circumstance, there was no way I was going to go through that torturous experience more than once or more than I had to. Because I feel like the instructors would get mad at us if we didn't eat all of it. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what was happening. Like, you were not allowed to just throw it away. Uh-huh. Yeah, so I think a lot of them, they were, like, they were even, like, guarding the trash cans, right? <laughs> and I think Dude, all of the yes. missionaries were like, bro, I heard Olsen's eating a lot of these. <laughs> People just kept giving them to me. I think I ate, like, ten. Oh, my. Yeah, and oh. I feel like I should have been the one who was <laughs> teleporting myself to the yes. bathroom. But luckily, I, I managed to hold it in like a champ. Champ. Yeah. Proud moment. Uh-huh. Man, those are such great experiences. Yeah. And this, and that, and that's like, that's really like, if we're being honest with each other, that's just scratching the surface <laughs> of the awesome activities that we did in that's the NTC. That's true. But sadly, these experiences... I had to come to an end. Was it sad? No. <laughs> <laughs> and and so, and that just brings like memories of like the last night. Uh-huh. I think my most, like, like the best memory I have from the last night in the MTC was I hop into bed. Everybody's just kind of like, oh yeah, dude, we're, we're getting out into the field tomorrow. Like, this is awesome. <laughs> Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, like, cool, I don't know Spanish. <laughs> right. And so I remember getting in bed that night, and I'm sitting in bed, and I suddenly think to myself, I don't even know how to say bed in Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> and so I yell across the room, hey, does anybody know how to say bed <laughs> so concerned like i don't even know enough spanish to know how to say ben <laughs> how the heck am i supposed to like have a community have a conversation with my companion and yeah like people like teaching the gospel mm-hmm. and so as i drifted off to sleep that night i just thought about how i didn't even know how to say bed in spanish <laughs> that's one of the greatest stories i've ever heard in my life and I remember, like, it was so hectic just because we still had our classes and whatnot. And for some reason, they, like, 
they made us pack up our stuff like super early, like two days in advance, I feel like. So we didn't even have belongings. And Oh yeah, I remember that. They like they all of a sudden all the instructors became like mad. They were like, Everyone bring your suitcases to the cafeteria right now. And we're like, oh, okay. <laughs> and they like they took us in to this room and like they just start dismissing us by mission and they're kind of like yeah you guys are done go to bed and they were like saying elders this is the most dangerous night in the mtc all of your things will be stolen <laughs> do you remember that <laughs> yeah they were saying like everyone here will steal your stuff if you do not lock it down tight <laughs> Everyone is required to be asleep by 9.30 p.m. tonight. If you're caught, you're going home. <laughs> and they were like, all of a sudden it became the military. Yeah, I, was I like, remember that. Whoa, dude. And and the Wait, other thing, happened? I I just, I remember also, um, a lot of the sister missionaries were going to the missions in Guatemala. And we had some sisters in our district and they like they didn't even let us say goodbye to them sister missionaries yeah. they were just like yeah you guys are done never seeing each other again uh go to sleep and yeah you're going to your missions tomorrow you, you, that's it <laughs> and it was kind of like what <laughs> and yeah and they like give us all these instructions like how to get through the airport yeah and like here, here's here's your like boarding pass and all this stuff and like if you encounter a problem, call this number. Mm-hmm. And if you go through security, this is what you need to say to them when they ask this question. Yeah. Yeah. It was nuts. And so I was just, <laughs> I remember going to sleep like so stressed that night just yeah. because I was thinking, someone's going to come in here and steal my things and yeah. kill me. <laughs> yeah. And. Like, there are other people that are talking. They're going to come in and they're going to yell at us for talking. (laughs) I'm, like, sleeping. Like, pretend to be asleep. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, but I think we all know nobody was sleeping that night because we had no idea what was about to happen to us. (laughs) Just the coolest thing. Yeah. And like you said, it had to come to an end. And I'm so glad that it did. (laughs) You know, they say that all good things must come to an end, but all bad things come to an end as well. (laughs) Yes. And that is an end that is so much sweeter. Yeah, it is. Uh And I think that we are probably out of time for today, but this has been an enjoyable experience to put my plaque back on. Oh, yeah. Remember those sweet experiences in the MTC. It was so amazing. And I cannot I cannot express how excited I am to put it back on once more. I think we need to do that soon. Yeah. But until then, goodbye. Goodbye. Oh yeah.